Alright, all you Streetlight Crusaders, and I guess a couple of you wrestling fans who are still up for tonight, welcome back in more ways than one to the Tuesday Night Special. And now it's time for us to talk about what happened during this week's edition of Monday Night Raw from Nashville, Tennessee. Music City, USA. And a place that one day I hope Music Village will visit so we can, you know, shake hands and acknowledge each other. Well, besides that handshake of acknowledgement to Nashville and the future Music Village that will take place in Music City... Monday Night Raw would kick off with none other than the Viper himself, Randy Orton. And Randy Orton would say, sounds like you missed me. And everybody else would say welcome back to him as he would welcome everybody to Monday Night Raw and would say that his time off has given him a chance to actually think back on all the accolades and things that he hasn't done in his career. And one of them was competing war games. And after getting the call from Cody, he was happy to be a part of that match since he's never been a part of it and wanted to be a part of history. But outside of him wanting to be a part of history and RKO somebody who flew about 15 feet off a cage, looking at you, J.D. McDonough, he would say that he would have some unfinished business with the bloodline. And he's got a bag full of receipts for all the members of the bloodline and plan to deliver those receipts with the three most dangerous letters in all of sports entertainment, R-K-O. But unfortunately for Randy Orton, that R for RKO would stand for Ripley or Rhea, who would come out and welcome back Randy Orton and is surprised that he would work with someone who tried to end his career. And would say that he looks more dangerous than ever, but unfortunately for you, Randy, the landscape has changed. And would say that the war games was just a bump in the road for the Judgment Day, but we still have all the gold. And would say that we would have more gold if it hadn't been for you, Randy, interrupting the cash-in that they were trying to do in war games and would say that he made enemies that could make his life a living hell. And unlike the bloodline, we can get the job done and put you on the shelf permanently. And Randy Orton would say, oh, well, I've been hearing a lot of things while watching the product. Mommy this, mommy that, Rhea this, Rhea that. But, well, Rhea, daddy's back. And for the fans to chant, who's your daddy chant in the crowd as usual, only for Randy Orton to tell him things might have changed around here, but nobody tells him what to do. Only for Rhea to say that you made us your enemy now and you need to start watching your back. Only for JD and Dominic Mysterio to attack Randy. Only for JD to get sent into the post while wearing a neck brace. And then would try to do a hesitation DDT to Dominic Mysterio. But JD tried to stop him and would pay for it with an RKO. And Randy Orton would tell Dominic Mysterio, don't leave the arena tonight because I want you in a match tonight. And according to Adam Pierce, oh, it's official. 
And as the night would progress, we would hear from Jay Uso immediately going out to Randy Orton and saying that he appreciates him for what he did at War Games and wanted to say that if it means anything to you and with me trying to give a second chance to myself thanks to Cody Rhodes, I want to say what happened about a year and a half ago, I'm sorry how it went down and I hope we can, you know, mend the fences. Only for Randy Orton to say, I have been watching you and realizing what you've been doing, trying to make good on what you've been doing. So as long as you're out of the bloodline, and Jay would say, yeah, I'm out, then we're good. Only for him to get a handshake or a, you know, a put it there, pal, and a, and I hate saying this, but according to Carl and the Maestro, we have to, for the line, someone say a yeet with Randy Orton for us to move on to what would happen backstage on Monday Night Raw after what we would see with Randy Orton, which would see Maxine showing off the multi-platinum artist, none other than Jelly Roll. And our truth would show up looking for the Jelly Rolls, for Jelly Roll to say, oh, no, 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 I am Jelly Roll. For our truth to say, eh, I'm looking for the Jelly Roll, and I'm going to make my way to catering so I don't lose out on those Jelly Rolls. So Tozawa, why don't you show him the Jelly Roll? Only for, <laughs> only for Xavier Woods to say, Tozawa, that's nasty for Jelly Roll to agree and for us to go into our first match of the night, which was commercial free for an hour, which would be a tag team turmoil match to determine the new number one contenders for the tag team championships. And to kick off that match, we would see Otis and Tozawa teaming up for the first time to fight against former NXT tag team champions, DIY. And despite the silliness of Otis and Tozawa, they would give DIY one hell of a fight. Outside of doing a double caterpillar, we would also see them trying to pull off a doomsday device of a senton off the shoulders of Otis. But unfortunately, we would see Otis getting super kicked and Tozawa eating a tiger knee right directly to the face. And then would see Tozawa unfortunately meeting in the middle for the Alphas to be eliminated for in this year to make their return on Monday Night Raw for the first time in well over three months. Maybe four, I lost track. They had one backstage promo and they disappeared into the night. But once they returned, they would bring the power game with them, not only doing a... I guess the world's strongest slam version of the super collider that ALP would use to do, and even sending Gargano into the post, beating the daylights out of him. But unfortunately for them, instead of trying to go for the win, they would try to continue the punishment and it would cost them. Because after a missed condominium smash, we would then see Johnny Gargano immediately rolling up one of the members of In This Year for them to get eliminated immediately. Yikes! Yikes! And in their place would be none other than the Creed Brothers. And during this match where action would go back and forth, the Creed brothers would give DIY a fight, but DIY would come back with Brutus getting a spear slingshot style from Johnny Gargano for near fall. Only for Tommaso Ciampa to suffer a fairy tale ending of a move, 
with a double underhook face buster leapfrog smashing counter to Tommaso for near fall. Only for the meet in the middle to take place, but unfortunately get countered by Brutus intercepting Ciampa and a dead live version of a power bomb leading directly into a Brutus ball for DIY to get eliminated and for the New Day to come out and show them some tag team expertise. Because during this match, Kofi and company would work together to try to take out Julius, seeing an Irish whip dropkick combination for near fall. Even a sliding kick, splash, and elbow combination to Julius for near fall. Even seeing a high crossbody to the spine of Julius by Kofi Kingston during this match, still for near fall. Only for Kofi to try to go for a small package, get hit with a deadlift power slam of sorts, and even seeing a shooting star press moonsault combination by the Creeds to Woods, the kick out kid, to of course kick out. And to continue the kicks, folks, we would then see him pull off a DDT kicking Julius out of the ring before landing that said DDT and unfortunately getting a near fall. But ultimately this match will come to an emphatic end after Xavier Woods would get knocked outside of the ring, or Kofi according to Carl and the Maestro, leading directly into a Brutus ball for the New Day's party to be over, and for Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci to be the last people in the ring to pick the bones of the Brutus brothers. And how would they pick the bones? Besides stomping them out like a Brazilian wildfire, we would see Imperium's best pull off a Euro bomb that usually ends the match, but Brutus would kick out thanks, or should I say Julius would kick out thanks to Brutus. Then we would see a backbreaker to Brutus only for a near fall by Giovanni Vinci. Even seeing one of the members of the Creed Brothers pulling off a double Northern Light suplex only for a near fall thanks to Vinci. But ultimately, this match would come to an emphatic end, and before it did, would see a leapfrog of a move over the back of his own brother, or even over Giovanni Vinci, leading to a superplex to Kaiser and a shell shock over in the corner for a Brutus ball to take place in favor of Vinci for the team of the Creed brothers to win this match via pinfall. And a very impressive matter that, according to Carl and the Maestro, is now a contender for the match of the year from the Indie Awards. Huh, didn't know that. But it was a surprise on my part. <laughs> and speaking of surprises, immediately after the match was over, we would see later on tonight a disappointed Gunter wanting them to get the job done against DIY. And for Kaiser to say, I'll get the job done, to continue to argue with Vinci, only for the Miz to say that he's here to answer the challenge he made at the press conference after the Survivor Series, only for Gunther to say he's impressed, but at the same time, you still don't belong in the ring with me. And immediately after that meetdown of a beatdown, then we would see Damian Priest after what happened earlier in the night would say, hey, 
you know, I know everybody wants to talk about what happened at War Games. I know y'all want to blame me. Go ahead. Let me have it. Let me have it. Only for Finn to say, hey, hey, hey. We rise together. We fall together. Bad boys for life. No, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. I'm just saying. But still, would say that, yeah, don't sweat it. It's just a bump in the road. And let's go check on JD. And when they came back from checking on JD, we would see our truth sitting there eating jelly rolls in the Judgment Day's clubhouse and would say, hey, you know, I know you ain't got no TV in here, but at the same time, I heard you were looking for a, a fifth member for War Games, and I'm in. And then for Priest to remind him, War Games already happened. And he said, oh, uh, well, was I good? Was I good in the match? He said, no, you weren't a part of the team, and we lost. Thank you for reminding me. Only for them to shoo out our truth and for JD to say he can take care of our truth for him not to take care of our truth. Huh. Weird. Very, very weird. But before we see JD McDonough trying to find our truth to take care of him after he downs some jelly rolls, I think it's time for us to head back to the music and down a glass of water. And when we return, we'll be back with the second half of what happened during this week's edition of Monday Night Raw from Nashville, Tennessee, as the Tuesday Night Special rolls on right after this. So don't fall asleep just yet, folks. And stay tuned. 